Welcome to All Business, No Boundaries, a collection of supply chain stories by DHL Supply Chain, the North American leader in contract logistics. I'm your host, Will Haywood. This is a place for in-depth discussions on the supply chain challenges keeping you up at night. We're breaking beyond the boundaries that are limiting your supply chain. Let's dive in. Today's theme is Let's Get Digital, Removing Boundaries to an Efficient Supply Chain. My guest is Adrian Kumar, Global Head of Operations Science and Analytics for DHL Supply Chain. Adrian, welcome and thanks for joining me. Good to be with you, Will. Good. So we hear the term a lot, but what do we mean when we say digitalization here at DHL Supply Chain? Well, that's our systematic strategy for the fast deployment of emerging technologies at DHL. We don't necessarily just want to sit back and wait for the right opportunity, the right customer, the right operation. We want to get out ahead of this because there's so many emerging technologies. So we have a a systematic way. We have a product funnel. We go out, we research different technologies. uh, We research those different technologies and we pilot various technologies. And then we decide which ones are going to make it or not, which ones we think Uh, could have broad appeal across a wide range of operations, and which ones might be more niche, and which ones really, uh, they're just not going to make it, they just didn't really pass any pilots or or any any preliminary testing. So that's really what our digitization strategy is. Um, And I think we've been doing digitization in some way, shape, or form for a long time. Maybe a prime example of that is our use of TMSs and WMSs across most of our operations. Yeah, so say a little bit more about the WMS and TMS and how that factors into some of the more cutting-edge things you're doing. Yeah, well, the the WMS is really the backbone of the operation, and that's what what controls the inventory and and gives out all the different assignments in the warehouse operation. And inventory accuracy is is never more important than it is now when you're taking orders from all different sources online for your for your stores, etc. Um, and 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 the WMS is ultimately what a lot of these different technologies need to plug into. Uh, whether they're new cutting-edge technologies like collaborative robots or or vision picking, they're all kind of plugging into the WMS. And we're even kind of enhancing the WMS with some of our microservices to do more optimization outside the WMS, but to communicate uh, to communicate with the WMS so the WMS does remain that system of record. Right. Makes sense. So talking about barriers to companies who want to kind of launch on a digitalization journey. How does DHL work with those companies to help remove those barriers? Well, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, barriers in the past because, um, you know, if you take a look at traditional warehouse automation, uh, there were sometimes very high hurdle rates that uh, that you had to get over uh, as barriers to entry uh, to allow you to implement those types of technologies. A lot of those technologies, they required their own infrastructure and they required a, a certain level of investment. Uh, so unless you're, you're a very large retailer or, you know, someone who's been around for a long time and knows your profile, is very confident in your business, um, you know, to make those types of investments, um, you know, w- would be kind of an onerous par- proposition. But now with some of these emerging technologies, they're a lot more scalable and a lot more flexible. You know, we have operations that might have started with um, 10 collaborative robots. 
And over time, you know, we added another 10 and now we're up to 60 collaborative robots. So to be able to do that and work within existing infrastructure where you don't need to take the entire warehouse and kind of throw it out the window and then put in, uh, put in a new system, a new material handling system, you're working with the existing uh, infrastructure that you already have in place, a lot of those barriers are coming down. Other things, we're seeing new different types of commercial models. You might have heard of robots as a service, software as a service, a lot more flexible uh, commercial arrangements with some of these new emerging technologies as well. Right. So to dimension it, I mean, some of the earlier large-scale investments um, versus some of the more scalable solutions, what are you seeing in terms of total dollars required? Yeah, I mean, to, to dimension it, uh, you know, uh, some of those previous technologies, they might have been tens of millions of dollars. I mean, not in, not in every case, but sometimes, yeah, that's that's what you're talking about because they are such large material handling systems. And, and you know, what we see is that you might be able to get started with some type of a solution for a fraction of that. I mean, it, it really depends. Are you just putting in, um, you know, a, a drone to do inventory cycle counting? Are you putting in a fleet of 10 robots? Um, but there's a lot lower barriers to entry, especially when you can lease some of this equipment on a monthly basis as well. Hmm. Yeah. So big data is a buzzword around uh, our industry as well as many others. Analytics is in your title. Can you talk about how um, DHL is thinking about big data and all of it that's generated in the uh, you know many operations across your network? Yeah. So so first off, you know we recognize the need. You got to be able to store the data because there's a lot more data being generated now. You take a look at some of these operations that might have collaborative robots in them. Well, those robots are collecting more data. They might be collecting data on their dwell time on their travel time, on different congestion factors. Uh, so we're picking up a lot more data. You know, even the, the, some of our equipment might be uh, connected to kind of the internet, so it's talking to each other, and we're, we're able to pick up, you know, congestion zones and all those different things. So a lot more data needs to be stored. That's why we've invested in data lakes to be able to store this different type of information. And then what do you do with it? Well, now that you have this much data, you have to be able to analyze it and analyze it pretty quickly. Uh, some of the some of the uh, you know the guys that we've hired, these data scientists, they're coming in with new tools. They're using Python, they're using R, they're using all different types of libraries, and they're able to uh, dissect this data really quickly. We just did a project with a large retailer, and as you can imagine, they're seeing their volume surge different and new categories really spiking up. And we were able to do a lot of different types of analysis, analyze what SKUs were moving. Uh, maybe they were before they were picked in less than case, now they're picked in cases. Uh, maybe before they were, if they were picked in cases, now they're picked in layers. We're able to look at that across all their stores, across all their thousands of SKUs, and get to these answers really quickly by building these different types of data models and make suggestions on how they can ship stuff differently. Another example is our transportation optimization package that we built in-house called D3TO. This, this package here can analyze 1 million shipments and do it in, in, a couple, in a couple hours and analyze 1 million shipments and say what were the optimal modes that those shipments should have went through. Should they have gone LTL or maybe there's opportunities to make truckloads, uh, maybe opportunities for different pool points, consolidation, round-trip moves, dedicated fleets. All of this stuff that in the past might have taken us three weeks to analyze because we would have been toggling between software, 
we can now do in a couple of days because we have a powerful, uh, a powerful software package that we've built to be able to do all this. Yeah, interesting. And, and then how does that translate to kind of business value for your customers? Well, you know, this this is kind of, you know, what it's all about, right? To be able to show that customer savings that if they make maybe some changes as well in their business. So first of all, there might be opportunities to just do things differently with their existing business. But then second of all, you know, if they're able to consolidate freight a little longer, uh, to trap freight a little longer, if they maybe have that, that trade-off between service level and cost, if they have a different service level, we might be able to generate uh, greater economies of scale within the, w- within the shipments and then also within the processing within the warehouse. All those different trade-offs, those are things that we can analyze for our customers and, and show our customers kind of the cost benefit of that. So you mentioned um, uh, the term data scientist, which is another thing that gets, uh, I think, thrown around fairly loosely these days. And it got me thinking about kind of the talent profile that you're managing at DHL Supply Chain. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, are you finding a, a lot of that resource uh, on the market? Are you developing it internally? You know, how, how are you thinking about that? Because it, it seems like it's a bit different from, you know, what, what we would have thought about 10 years ago. Yeah, so, um, you know, we've, we've kind of gone to the universities and I think we, we recognize that it's, it's really hard to kind of find people who've, who've been in this industry for a long time and, you know, maybe are familiar with a lot of these new and emerging technologies and, and software packages like Python, like R. So we're willing to make that investment. We're willing to hire people right out of school and, and say, okay, it might take a little while to learn our industry, but you're coming with these different fresh um, uh, skill sets. And our industry has seen a lot more investment, and I think our industry is a lot more appealing uh, to, to this level of talent now than, it, than it's ever been because of, uh, because of all the attention that, that supply chain has garnered recently. So we're able to do that. And we always want a good mix, right? You just don't want to just go, go to the universities and, and uh, that, you know, that, that's, that, there's great talent there. But there's also great talent that might be hidden in our operations. People who um, who took a job in operations right out of school, but they kind of have a technical orientation. Those are people too who could be, uh, you know, who who could kind of be trained in some of these different tools. So I think you need a, a good mix of skills, combination of of people with supply chain experience and maybe some fresh perspective, and that's the way you kind of form a really good team that kind of considers considers all the different angles when we're when we're doing these types of projects. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be in the industry, probably as much so as any time I've been in it. Uh, on the technology side, you know, if you're thinking about it from a customer standpoint, you're seeing because of the very high level of investment in uh, some of these emerging technology companies, there's just sort of a blizzard of solutions coming on the market. Um, so if you're a manufacturer or retailer or what have you, it could have the tendency to be kind of overwhelming. Um, can you talk a little bit about how um, you guys uh, help customers evaluate different solutions and, you know, sort of how you put them on a, a path to digitalize, for lack of a better term? Yeah, so there are a lot of technologies out there, as you said. And also this industry has seen a lot more investment in technologies in recent, uh, recent years. A lot of uh, M&A activity and people acquiring some of these tech companies, which 
which kind of leads to more people wanting to get into this game and, and start up their own company. So we're getting, uh, you know, as you said before, a lot of good talent is coming into this uh, in, into this industry as well. So, you know, you're, we're seeing more and more solutions on the market. Got to keep track of it all. So that's why we have that accelerated digitization team. They're tracking all these different technologies. Uh, then we're putting them through the, 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 uh, the product funnel. So, you know, to be able to, to categorize this, these different technologies and what we do to identify what technologies suit what sites is we've created a database, pretty big database, of all our different operations around the world and capture some of those key attributes, the, the shipping profile, the inventory profile, uh, the size of the product in those different distribution centers, which is gonna help us determine the fit, the right type of technology. Uh, some of our operations very small uh, in terms of uh, order size and they're, they're picking uh, small units. Some of our operations are picking big bulk pallets, obviously different types of solutions. You might be talking about automated forklifts in one, collaborative robots or vision picking in, in the other types of operations. So those are the types of things. I mean, our, our CEO, Scott Seredin, uh, I think a year and a half ago, mentioned that we were going to make a $300 million investment uh, in 350 out of our 430 facilities uh, for these different emerging technologies. So uh, we needed a way to kind of scale up and identify those different sites uh, very quickly. Yeah, that's a big investment and a lot of scale. What do you see um, coming next? What's what's on the horizon for uh, the digital digital journey or revolution? Well, you always need to uh, keep your eye on what what's coming next because um, you know what might not be applicable today because of a certain price point or because of you know technical limitations. Uh, tomorrow that that might change, right? So prices tend to come down over time, and the technical capabilities of a uh, of a lot of these different solutions increases. You might have heard of Amazon's piece picking challenge. They tried that for a few years. Uh, to try to get a robot to pick an item out of a mixed skew bin, very, very challenging, um, you know, task. And, and the companies that participated in that, you know, they got better year after year, higher accuracy rates, quicker, quicker turns. So you always got to keep an eye on that, uh, those different trends. When is something, uh, you know, going to be ready for prime time with a certain level of accuracy, quality control, and at the right price point? Um, we look at things that, you know, the role of hardware versus software, you know, can, can you accomplish a lot of what you want to accomplish with a, with a, more of a pure software optimization uh, type solution uh, that might come at a different uh, price point? So those are different things that we're always going to keep an eye on. Um, you know, and also I think to get at what's next, we want to tap into, you know, our employee workforce. So we've, we've had hackathons. Uh, several hackathons uh, here in, in North America and throughout the world. Every year, you know, we're, we're doing these different hackathons, challenging people to come up with different ideas, um, and then um, you know, and, and then give them prizes for the for the for the teams that come up with uh, some of the best ideas. And then we also have a startup lab. That's the kind of our internal venturing program. Uh, where we ask uh, people from all across the business to submit their different ideas, concepts, and then the company makes an investment in them uh, to, to go and to, to try something out, to go and build something. Uh, you know, maybe it's solar panels on, on trucks or, 
or robots that can do different picking and packing. But those are things that our company is, is willing to make that investment in because I think a lot of these ideas, they're going to come from our, our employees. So uh, that's kind of how we're, we're finding out about what's next and, and what, what could be out there for tomorrow. And how have the associates received these automating technologies coming into the warehouses? Are they accepting of them? Is there a, a kind of change management process you have to put into place? Yeah, I, I think it's it's been really really good as far as reception goes because I think a lot of uh, a lot of our employees they want to work alongside these collaborative robots, especially if, if you if you had to walk, uh, you know, five miles a day uh, to pick an order and a collaborative robot allows you to kind of reduce that significantly. Uh, and then you get to you get to work alongside a collaborative robot, learn, uh, learn about a, a different user interface. Um, you know, that, that could make your job a lot more appealing and exciting if you get to work with vision picking and Google Glasses to help you identify um, items to pick in your warehouse. I mean, that could be uh, a lot more kind of interesting to, to, to people on the floor, to the, to the management, to the supervision, uh, than just kind of an operation that didn't have any of those types of technologies. So uh, I've seen it kind of ex excite and motivate our workforce and, uh, you know, just be something that, that is seen as uh, – something that, um, you know, helps them do their day job a little better. So it's not just the engineers anymore who get to work with the cool stuff, right? No, exactly. I mean, everyone's kind of working with this, uh, with this equipment in, their, in our different warehouse operations, um, you know, especially when you have these different uh, types of technologies, um, it, it, you know, for, for piece picking, uh, you know, you're, you're working with multiple different types of robots uh, every day. Yeah, really cool. Thanks again, Adrian. It was great to talk to you. My pleasure. If you enjoyed the conversation today, please share it with a friend. You can find us online at logistics.dhl.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at, at DHL Supply Chain. If you would like to continue the conversation or leave feedback about the episode, please drop us a line. <laughs>